0: So Frank Warren took to social media and also the mainstream media to publicly challenge Eddie Hearn to match some of his best fighters against Frank Warren's best fighters and put it all on one card. So as you can see here from this Twitter message where he added Eddie Hearn, he said he wanted to make Fury Joshua, Dubois White, Joyce Chisora yard Williams-Andrade, Gorman-Allen, Jenkins-Ben, Sharp-Barrett, Metcalf-Fowler, and Edwards versus Yafai. Now, before I even get into what Eddie Hearn said in his response, it's very obvious that a show like this would be very, very difficult to put together because you're talking about, in some of these instances, the best fighters these, fight- these uh, promoters have uh, in their respective weight divisions or some of the best fighters they have. You see, if you look at a normal boxing show, even if it's a good show, a strong pay-per-view show, you don't have 50-50s all the way from top to bottom involving serious prospects. You don't have that. And the reason you don't have that is because it's extremely expensive for one. And for two, logistically, it's going to take a lot longer to actually put the show together. Because when you've got fighters on both sides of the equation who believe themselves to be of uh, you know a certain level of value, they're not just going to take any deal a lot of the time. They're going to bargain hard. They're going to negotiate hard with their managers and all that kind of stuff. So trying to get all these people on one show, I mean, that would be extremely difficult. right? And on top of that, you got, of course, Fury Joshua topping that bill. I mean, Dubois White, how would you sort out all these deals for one show? So happening on one show, this is just not realistic, especially when it's across promotional and cross-network show. So that's not realistic. You'd have to break it down into several shows, truth be told. It might even need to be like, you know, six or seven shows you'd have to break this down into. Now, Eddie Hearn's response, he responded on Sky. He also responded in this interview on IFL TV. And he said that Queensbury Promotions have been trying to sabotage his recent fight camp show. That they were calling up the British Boxing Border Control and they were complaining about certain things that Matchroom were doing, say that they weren't sticking strictly enough to certain protocols, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, Eddie Hearn has said, basically has insinuated, that they were doing that to sabotage the show just out of spite and just because they are trying to, uh, you know, uh, damage their competition. He also talked about the number of legal le- letters he's received from Queensbury Promotions. And by the way, if, for those of you who don't know, Queensbury Promotions is Frank Warren's promotional company. So he's talked about the number of legal le- letters that they've got from Queensbury over the years. You know, I remember several years ago, Eddie Hearn talking about how many I guess, cease and desist letters or how many uh, legal threats in writing he's received from Queensbury. And in one interview, he said words to the effect of, I wish Frank Warren would stop threatening me with his legal letters and actually just go ahead and sue me. <laughs> you know, And that's really alluding to the sheer volume of legal, legal letters he'd been getting. Now, any of you who know Frank Warren's history, you'll know that he is somebody that's very trigger happy when it comes to threatening legal action and actually taking legal action. At one stage in the UK, the press dubbed Frank Warren, Frank the Rit. Okay. A writ is a form of legal action. And because Frank Warren had been threatening so many people and suing so many people, this is what the British press called him, Frank the Rit. And he had several high-profile legal battles with uh, some of his former fighters, Frank Warren, including people like Joe Calzaghe. Uh, Tony Bellew recently talked on the, uh, what's the, is a guy called James English? He has a popular podcast where he interviews a lot of different people on YouTube. Very, very, very popular. Some very interesting interviews on there. I think it's James English. He's a Scottish guy, ironically but he interviewed Tony Bellew and Tony Bellew talked about also being involved in a legal battle with Frank Warren and some of the uh difficult things he had to endure during that legal battle but he says he won in the end so Frank Warren is well known over the years for uh you know legal proceedings against various different people from journalists to boxers and even people on social media i'm not joking <laughs> people on social media And even YouTube channels, smaller YouTube channels than mine. And I'm not trying to make myself out to be a big shot here. I'm just trying to show you how petty a Queensbury Promotions and Frank Warren can often be. That they will actually be scanning the internet and scanning social media and even YouTube channels and threatening them with legal action and cease and desist letters and all this kind of stuff. Now, say what you like about Eddie Hearn. How many YouTube channels, and trust me, there are countless YouTube channels that have said libelous things about Eddie Hearn, where he could literally take legal action against these people. But how many of them has he taken legal action against? How many of them have even received cease and desist letters? Because plenty of people who are boxing journalists and just, YouTube pundits and people on so, random people on social media that are not even pundits have received legal threats from, <laughs> from Queensbury promotions over the years. So just think about the mentality of Frank Warren compared to the mentality of Eddie Hearn. There's an old Dr. Dre lyric, and I know I'm going to get it slightly wrong here. I think it's in the song from The Chronic 2001 called what's the difference between me and you that's how the chorus goes anyway what's the difference between me and you and in that song dr dre says it's not that i'm too big to listen to the rumors it's just that i'm too big to pay attention to them that's the difference between eddie hearn's mentality and frank warren's mentality Eddie Hearn knows there's all kind of people out there on social media and YouTube saying libelous things about him, things that he could take legal action about. But he's like, you know what? They're small fry. I'm not worried about them. I'm focusing on what I'm doing. Whereas Frank Warren and Queensbury, apparently they are worried about them. Apparently they are trying to get at people who really they should just ignore. And, One of the things that Frank Warren doesn't seem to have learned over the years is that being so trigger-happy when it comes to legal action has actually damaged his reputation. Now, I know he doesn't appear to be as trigger-happy in terms of legal action against his fighters or former fighters as he used to be, and maybe maybe he has learned, and maybe that's why he's not so quick to do that anymore. But when stuff like this comes out, and obviously Eddie Hearn has revealed it, You can see, if what Eddie Hearn is saying is true, that Frank Warren's still very trigger-happy when it comes to threatening people with legal action. And of course, again, if what Eddie Hearn is saying is true about them trying to sabotage the fight camp, I mean, that doesn't make Frank Warren look good, does it? Yeah, so it's ironic that Frank Warren would be... uh, Let's say, uh, you know, his company might be threatening people on social media with legal action because what? He wants to protect his reputation. But by doing that, you actually harm your own reputation because you then look like you're petty and mega maniacal. At the end of the day, Frank Warren is a multimillionaire. What? Why should he be bothered about some random YouTubers or random people on Twitter? I mean, I remember when there was the legal issue between Ricky Burns and Frank Warren. That is when there were certain people on Twitter and, uh, well, I'm not sure if it was Twitter or Facebook, but there were people on social media at the time getting threatened with legal action. And there's a YouTube, there's at least one YouTuber, okay? In fact, I believe there's several more, but one of them spoke about it publicly, Ade. Ade. Most of you know Ade. He spoke publicly about being frightened with legal action by Frank Warren. So (laughs) that doesn't do Frank Warren's reputation any good. And if what Eddie Hearn is saying is true, that uh, a representative of Queensbury has been writing to the British board and snitching and trying to do anything to sabotage the uh, fight camp show, again, (laughs) boxing fans are not going to look upon that favorably. And now, of course... I'm sure that Queensbury might defend themselves by saying, well, we care about health and safety so much that we're going over what Eddie Hearn's doing with a fine tooth comb because we care so much about the safety of the public. I don't buy that. Now, the reason I don't buy it is because, as I say, Frank Warren has got a history of, uh, of, of playing rough. I'm just going to say that <laughs> before I get myself in trouble. But he's got a history of being quite rough, okay? And, and, and as such, (laughs) I don't believe that there's not an element of trying to take down his competition one way or another to those particular actions, if it's true. Okay. And then you've got this situation where he now wants to do this collaborative effort with Eddie Hearn. You know, have this cross-promotional, cross-network show to save boxing. And he's gone to the media with it. So last week, you're trying to sabotage Eddie Hearn's show, according to Eddie. You've sent him countless legal, legal letters over the years. And now you want him to collaborate with you? After just trying to sabotage him, apparently, last week or allegedly? I mean, what's that all about? <laughs> Well, what I think it's all about is the fact that Queensbury Promotions has been struggling for years financially. And this is not a rumor. This is not speculation. This is a fact. Queensbury Promotions has been in dire straits financially for years. Anybody can go to company's House on the internet. It is a UK government website, and you can go look up. The uh, trading accounts for Queensbury promotions, go see how much they make versus how much they lose and compare that to Matchroom and see how much they make, what their profit loss margins are like. And you'll see that there is absolutely no comparison between the two businesses. Matchroom are, I mean, leagues and leagues above Queensbury promotions in terms of financial success. And now we're in a situation where the global economy is in a crisis. And so the smaller your company is prior to this crisis, the more issues, financial issues your company has been having prior to the crisis, the worse the crisis is going to affect you. And that's the situation that Frank Warren's in. So him coming out and challenging Eddie Hearn to save boxing with his cross-promotional thing, uh, you know, acting like he's he cares about the fans so much. I mean, if he cares about the fans so much, then uh, why would he be trying to sabotage, again, allegedly sabotage Eddie Hearn's show last week? Is that supposed to help the fans? I think that what Frank Warren is doing here is partly publicity stunt and also partly a desperate attempt to try and save his business. I think that's what clearly what it is. He's literally gone to Eddie Hearn looking for a handout. Now Frank Warren is a very, very proud man. He's fiercely competitive. So he's not going to want to make it look like he wants a handout. But that's basically what it is. Eddie Hearn doesn't need Frank Warren. Do you understand? He, do- he doesn't need to go, Frank, let's do a collaborate. No, he doesn't need that. Eddie Hearn, when it comes to the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight, He's been dealing with Bob Arum and MTK. Okay, so he really doesn't need Frank Warren at all. But Frank Warren, it looks like, needs Eddie Hearn. He's worried, he's desperate. Maybe BT have told Frank Warren something in terms of if you don't get certain fights made or if you don't get certain viewing figures or whatever, then we might have to scale back the amount of shows or dates we can give you, etc., the amount of money we can pay you, you know, the, the the budget. So all of this to me just smacks of desperation by Frank Warren. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Eddie Hearn, not being as spiteful as many other boxing promoters, says he's willing to look at some of those fights, particularly the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight, obviously, you know, the, the ball is already rolling there. But the other fights Frank Warren mentioned, uh, Eddie Hearn likes the, where are we at? Yard bwatsi fight. He's liked that fight for a long time. So that one, he says, is possible. Williams-Andrade has already been ordered. Uh, Jenkins-Ben has already been ordered. And some of the other fights, he says, you know, maybe the two fights that he's kind of ruling out at the moment are Dubois-White, which... I mean, how could he not rule it out? Dubois is currently contracted to face Joe Joyce if he gets past uh, Pfeiffer. So how would he be fighting White? White is fighting Povetkin, we already know that. And after the Povetkin fight, he's got a guaranteed shot at a WBC heavyweight title. So why would he then be fighting Daniel Dubois? It doesn't make any sense at all. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So I, I don't know where Frank Warren is going with that one. I think that's just a bit of clout chasing for his fighter, to be honest. As far as Joyce Chisora, that's a more realistic fight in terms of the fighters being at a similar level. And I, I don't mean necessarily in terms of ability. I just mean in terms of ranking and their market value. Uh, you know, Chisora might have more market value because the British public are more familiar with him, but it's, he's not a million miles away. You know, jo- Joyce ain't a million miles away from Chizora. So that's a more realistic fight than this one. But again, Joyce is contracted to face Daniel Dubois and Chizora is already contracted to face Alexander Usek. Now, out of the two fighters, Joyce and Usek, who do you think Chizora would rather fight? Obviously, Usek. Now, Usek is mandatory challenger. For the WBO world heavyweight title. Joyce is not mandatory for any of the world titles. Usek is a former undisputed cruiserweight champion. He's a marquee name in boxing. Joe Joyce ain't never been any kind of champion. Undisputed or otherwise as a professional. There's a lot more money in Chizora versus Usek than there is in Chizora versus Joyce. So again, even though I think it's a pretty good fight and it's a more realistic fight than Dubois versus White. It still doesn't make sense at the moment, given the fact that Chisora has got a better option in Usek. So, you know, these two fights, it's really just, as far as I'm concerned, Frank Warren clout chasing right now for his fighters. Yard Boatsy, much more realistic. Eddie Hearn's interested in it. And yep, that makes sense. Again, Williams Andrade has been ordered. That's a good one. Gorman versus Dave Allen. Well, Eddie Hearn pointed out that Dave Allen isn't actually signed to Eddie Hearn. He's a you know, free agent. He can do what he wants uh, against Nathan Gorman. I mean, yeah, decent enough fight. I see no reason why Eddie Hearn wouldn't be happy at making that fight. You know, he's, he's happy to put Dave Allen in there against pretty much every anyone, right? It's just whether Dave Allen wants to take a particular fight at any given time. So, uh, yeah, well, actually, be to be fair, he did advise Dave Allen against taking the Dubois fight. He did do that. But prior to that, he didn't advise Dave Allen against, or he didn't stop Dave Allen. I guess he couldn't because not under contract, but he didn't stop Dave Allen fighting Tony Yoker. And he got stopped by Tony Yoker. Took a beating in that fight and got stopped by Yoka. So, yeah, Gorman Allen, decent enough. Jenkins-Ben, again, that fight's been ordered. Archie Sharp versus Barrett. I mean, these are domestic-level fights. Decent enough, but nothing to write home about, at least not for me. Metcalf versus Fowler. I've never seen Metcalf fight, as far as I know. Edwards versus Yafai. Um, yeah, they've been talking about that fight even when Edwards was uh with Eddie Hearn, right? So Edwards, Yafai, eh, you know. I, I don't see why Eddie Hearn would be running from that fight for his man. Is it a fight any of you are particularly interested in watching? I mean, I'm not going to campaign against the fight happening, but it's not something that particularly appeals to me. It is what it is. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Again, if Eddie Hearn was in the wrong here and he was uh, denying the fans and if Frank Warren was working in the best interest of the fans... Then I'd come straight out and say it. I'm gonna back whoever is trying to put the best fights on. But when you look at Frank Warren's proposal, a lot of it is just unrealistic for reasons I've already stated in this video. I would love for all of these fights to happen on one card. But it's just unrealistic. And it just smacks of desperation by Frank Warren, who, you know, right now we know his business is struggling. He can't, he's already said that if the uh, crowds are not allowed back into arenas later on this year, then Dubois versus Joyce will get pushed back again. Whereas Eddie Hearn is putting pay-per-views on without a crowd. Do you you understand what I'm saying? Eddie Hearn can still afford to pay Dylan White and Pavetkin a lot of money, even without a crowd. Frank Warren can't afford to pay Dubois and Joyce whatever they want without a crowd. So, who needs who? (laughs) Frank Warren needs Eddie Hearn at this point. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure I've ever seen Frank Warren so desperate as to do something like this. You know, I know he's going to try and play it off like he's calling Eddie Hearn out and he's on a crusade to save boxing. But yeah, that doesn't wash with me. <laughs> it just doesn't wash. The Fury-Joshua fight, that's going to happen anyway, irrespective of Frank Warren calling anybody out. That's going to happen anyway, uh, probably early next year, as long as both guys get through their next fights. That's going to happen. Uh, again, these these fights are just not realistic right now. Dubois-White, Choice Chisora. Yard-Bowatsi, yeah, they can... Frank can sit down with Eddie Hearn and they can get that fight done. That's definitely one that I would love to see. Same with these two here. So yeah, <laughs> you guys tell me what you think in the comment section below about this whole situation with Frank Warren challenging Eddie Hearn to pit his best fighters, uh, you know, against Frank's stable. Is it Frank clout chasing? Is it Frank being desperate? Uh, is it all of the above or is it Frank genuinely trying to save boxing and, want, you know, reaching out to his rival to collaborate for the good of the sport? Now, obviously, if a show like that happened, it would be good for the, it'd be great for the sport, it'd be amazing for the sport. But how come Frank Warren wasn't calling for shows like this to be made last year? Think about it. It's because he wasn't in his dire straits last year as he is right now. That's why he's calling for it. You know, and he knows that it's unrealistic to stick all those fights on a single show or even three or four shows. So, look, uh, I'm all for cross network and cross promotional collaborations. But again, when you have one guy allegedly trying to sabotage the other guy and then next week calling him up and saying, Hey, let's do a cross network promo you know, show. You really wonder whether you can take it seriously. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. It's happening. I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q and A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.